Welcome back to Daycare Pod. I'm Jenna, and this week I am joined by a lovely guest, one of the podcasters for the Black Roses. Please welcome Claudia Thompson. Hello, hello. Hi. Oh, I'm so happy you're on. Thank you for doing this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna go well. So we just finished recording ours. So I'm like, and my bedtime is about 30 minutes ago. So we're gonna have an awesome time. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I was like, thank you so much for doing this. I know, yeah, you just recorded the Black Roses earlier this evening. I mean, that's the life of a bachelor podcaster, though, right? You just have to like turn around immediately and like give your fucking opinions, I guess. I'm trying to live that that Caitlin Bristol life. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> oh, she doesn't sleep and neither do we. So um, before we get into the podcast and catch up on some gossip and talk about Bachelor Nation and talk about the episode this week, which was week four of The Bachelor, sorry, The Zatchelor, um, let's get to know Claudia a little bit. So, you know, yeah, tell us like who you are, where you live, what you do, and then how long you've been in Bachelor Nation. Who's your favorite? Okay. Let me see if I can run down that list. Mm-hmm. So I am uh, living in Boston for a really long time, but I never consider myself a Bostonian. <laughs> I am a native New Yorker. I was okay. born and raised in Staten Island, New York. Um, the, of the famous uh, Trump, Trumpy Staten Island, New York. So people often wonder, they're like, why don't you live there anymore? Because like Pete Davidson and Wu-Tang. And I'm like, no. Um, so yeah, but anyway, so I don't live there anymore, but I still have an affection for... Uh, my city, as you should, yeah. But I, I, uh, I'm in the world of networking uh, in DEI. Yeah. So I'm a consultant. I work for a large global networking referral organization. You can always find me on LinkedIn to find out all of of, of what I do in that world. Uh, and I also run DEI for US for them. Uh, and then I do DEI consulting, but I also MC and facilitate conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, but my passion is around. Um, connecting businesses, networking, DEI is is in pretty much, yeah. So, and like when you when you mean that, you're like not only are you doing your consultant work within that, but you're networking, like connecting people with other DEI like consultants, other DEI, be... but like even I love to talk about actual networking and connecting. Yes. But mm-hmm. I want it, but my specialty inside of DEI and in networking is intersectionality, mm-hmm. and because it's more than beyond race and gender. Yeah. Um, I do a lot with the other marginalized communities, mm-hmm. uh, in particular, anything with, of course, um, queer folks, um, disabled, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, talking about breaking down different types of identities, body types, yeah. uh, you know, um, height, you know, talking about other things, class, uh, socioeconomical um, stance, like w- stance, um, you know, where you are uh, in society, financially. Um, yeah, so you know, elitism. I, I really like to dig deep colorism, texturism, all of those things. So um, I really like to work on because I feel like not everybody can interact uh, in the workplace and in networking the same way. Mm-mm. So I love to dive deep. I, I do a lot of uh, gender pronoun workshops, things like that's that. Great. So. Hello. Yes, that's great. Uh, speaking of which, uh, what pronouns do you use? I use she, her and hers. Thank you. Um, you know, it's a, it's a joke, but I remember when we launched uh, Roses for Everybody, we had a lot of comments that first week from um, well-to-do men saying, 
I like what you're doing, but can we work on getting bald men on the show? And it was the funniest like little comment sections because we were like, okay, you have the energy. We love your energy. And yes, there should be bald men on the show. Absolutely. But it was like, well, we're talking about like a pretty like violent, like oppression system right now in regards to fat phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, ugh, like make sure you sign mm-hmm. the petition. But like, I, yeah, let's, I don't know. Let's talk about it. And I thought well, the thing funny. is about men, the two, I'd say biggest um, besides race, race mm-hmm. and other things, but those who identify as men um, are height and yeah. baldness, like yeah. hair. Yeah. So, um, so that is a big deal, you know, so to have somebody, you know, the, the shortest men they've had on the show have been like maybe five, nine. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. That's like, he not... was five, eight or five, nine, yeah. right. Or whatever they said he was, but everybody's usually maybe five, 10 and above, yeah. um, but most of them are six feet tall, um, full head of hair, you know, yeah. so it's, um, that requires work. Now I think Joe on Michelle season was bald, but for the most part, most people are not Mm-hmm. um you know so that's just an added <laughs> an, an added fight we got to work towards because I do agree yeah. <laughs> yeah and then um I have been watching of course representation matters I've only started watching since Rachel Lindsay season because um, <laughs> I was like oh a black woman is finally gonna win this thing uh, she's the lead so yeah. I'm gonna watch it so that's what drew me I remember watching Dancing with the Stars and they um, the commercial had came on for it or something. And I was like, oh, should I finally decide? It was all over the news, right? Mm-hmm. And so I decided um, to watch then. And then I skipped. Uh, and then I watched Paradise right after that, mm-hmm. which was cool. But then I skipped Ari season because I was like, who is this man? Had they picked Peter or mm-hmm. anyone from that season, yeah. I would more likely watch or somebody from Paradise mm-hmm. that I, I was familiar with, I would have watched The Bachelor. But then I watched Becca season because of everything because again i had heard you know that he had picked her but then unpicked her yeah so you're like that's, that is a little captivating so I, was like, for oh, sure. I should watch this and so mm-hmm. that's and then from there i haven't missed a season since that time yeah. and we've been watched some past seasons so yeah yeah Ari season was a mess it was a mess um and i do like to daydream about what it would have been had it been peter or eric bigger you know like it's some, some. Yeah, i mean please Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, that is her season. You mentioned the preview kind of got you. I remember viscerally seeing one of her uh, previews, like just the little like clip in a commercial is so powerful. Her red dress, her like the the long red dress with the roses and throwing them to the ground and shit. I have chills right now. Yeah. (laughs) Obsessed. Ah, okay. Well, so we'll just jump real quick back to like the real world for a minute before we get into bachelor stuff. Um, really the only two like pop culture things I wanted to touch base on quickly is Rihanna, um, and her performance at the Super Bowl and everyone's okay. opinions on it. Okay. And then I wanted to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio for just a fucking second. <laughs> just because. <laughs> just because. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, did you watch her performance? I did watch the Rihanna concert on Sunday. Yes, yeah, the concert that was interrupted by, by uh, football. <laughs> interrupted by football. Um, I did. You know, I I have been pregnant before because I have a son, and I think you know you're. It's very unpredictable mm-hmm. because people were like, "How dare she? She was pregnant. She should have sat down." And I'm like, "How dare you?" But then you'll say something about pregnant women, right? You'll have a thing 
uh, to say about pregnant women going back to work or not going back to work or whatever the case is. And I like that she did it. Yeah. You know, I felt, and I think maybe the day before she felt fine and then she was feeling tired. Mm -hmm. I don't really care. Um, And then, you know, uh, we talked about this on our pod too. And they were like, well, I don't want to make an assumption based on how she looked, that she was pregnant. I mean, I just knew she was pregnant. Yeah, I've I've worked with pregnant women. I was like, yeah. I Like, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. (laughs) Like, she, I was like, she is carrying a child. At least one. Like, she, and she, like, but I, it was fine. Like, I wasn't, like, expecting more from her. So that was just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I thought she gave us every, I mean, because at the end of the day, she sounded great. Mm Mm-hmm. Our dancers were great. Mm-hmm. She was flying up on something that I wouldn't do pregnant or not pregnant. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, she, I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. And, yeah. um, and, and I, simple, yeah, you know, I thought simple. it was fine. Exactly. It was simple yeah. and it was really like, um, cohesive and just like really uh, kind of relaxing. I mean, and I know that people wanted to put on a spectacle, but like, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that it was just, like, actually enjoyable to watch for my brain. And, like, maybe that's some, like, you know, undiagnosed, like, ADHD yeah. that I'm, like, coming to terms with. But it's, like, you know, I was just like, oh, this is, like, nice. And mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it. And I was so impressed. And I I love that she was by herself the entire time. Like, that's so fucking cool to me. <laughs> I think there was some point, at some point it became a thing to bring out surprise guests, which I started liking, right? Especially if I I like the person. Yeah. I was totally okay. She's freaking Rihanna. Like she can just be and stand alone. So Mm -hmm. I think that that was totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. And, and of course uh, the, the outraged women who were upset about JLo and Shakira a couple of years ago, who were the same women who raved about Adam Levine who was half naked um, were the same people complaining that she didn't do enough. Why did she, why shouldn't she, she should have stayed pregnant at home. And oh, I'm <laughs> I tired. Had, I, yeah. That's so funny. You brought that part. I had seen, <laughs> I had seen almost all the other commentary, which was like, she didn't dress sexy enough. She didn't do enough. And then the other side of the commentary, which is like, what she did amazing. It was fucking fantastic. Right. And I had missed the moms out there being like, she shouldn't have been up there or anything or doing anything. And it's like, you can't fucking win. It's either why mm-hmm. didn't you dance more with your tits out and, or be home? And it's like, yes. you really can't win. And I, the sexualization of her, uh, it was just like so sad to see. Cause it's like, they were like, mm-hmm. what is she wearing? I'm like, Oh my God, you're just, you just are mad. Cause you can't see her fucking tits. Ex- well, you yeah. could, I mean, but you know. she, oh, okay. She was grabbing stuff. Uh, she's fine. She's great. I was like, it's she's fine. fine and you're fine at home. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting paid off of this regardless. So. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So who should also stay home, which is Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio. So mm. um, he is a 48 year old actor. If you don't know. Is he 48 is. now? You need He's to 48, stop. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> powerful, powerful stuff. So, you know, the, the joke has been for the last couple of years is that once you hit 26 or seven, you'll be broken up with by Leonardo DiCaprio. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Very fun. Um, But last week he was photographed being, or like in the last month, he was photographed with this young model who was supposedly 19. Um, People were like, we have to call it now. We have to actually do something about this. And I think that's a little rich considering 
how much we let so much else happen in our pop culture and society. But now we're like making a stand now because I really don't think it's, you know, it's all bad in my opinion. Um, But what I found interesting is as I was like researching this a little bit more, there's a new article that just came out from his like his sources are saying. And I want to read this quote to you. (laughs) Um. Uh, A lot has been written about Leo's dating life and his apparent love for models under the age 27. And now it sounds like the constant scrutiny is starting to get the best of the 48-year-old ever since the media assumed he was dating this 19-year-old, which he claims that he wasn't. Um, He's rather sensitive about the topic. Uh, It sounds like the Oscar winner is concerned that the news about his dating life is eclipsing his Hollywood career. Really? But who said that? It's a, yeah, it's a source, but I just like an insider. But I, I just, thought like, they were going to say eclipsing his, you know, because he fights a lot for climate change. Which is great. Yeah. And, yeah. So I thought they were going to say, oh, this is like overshadowing that. But you're you're not saying that. You're saying that they said his career. I, it doesn't. In speaking with Leo, it doesn't sound like the Leo I know. <laughs> But who knows? But if he did say that or um, imply that, then yeah, then that's very shallow and ridiculous. But I think if he didn't say that, then it's a reach. Yeah. But would you maybe go as far as to agree that some of his dating stuff has started to eclipse his his acting and his advocacy you know work because i feel like that's all anyone talks about including my dumb ass um you think that he should that they should talk about i mean i think he yeah i think he needs to maybe look into what he's doing i don't know he should make more documentaries there I think, we go <laughs> i think he got the oscar um for something he didn't deserve it's yeah. you know it's like that Den- when denzel finally won the oscar it was like for this but i think um he just needs to uh focus on whatever else and if he wants to date as long as he's dating uh within his uh the people that are overage then i'm fine i don't care (laughs) yeah speaking of older men who date younger women um we're gonna move on to bachelor nation stuff real quick breaking news story developing out of egoville california it appears that nick vial is the most popular bachelor that we've ever had the most liked proclaimed yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um. <laughs> that was true until, so I would always say, that even though I didn't even really watch the season, but he, his season birthed Rachel. Yeah. Queen Rachel Lindsay. So I was like, okay, well, you know, obviously this is worth something. He, he took her far enough so that where she was recognized to be mm-hmm. bachelorette, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he's witty at times and what, whatever. And and I think it was true at some point, but I think a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, I mean, just from people I know personally in Bachelor Nation, um, a lot of what they say, they're like, uh-uh, don't trust this man. He's no good. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. I was like, oh, good to know. Um, I like to to judge people based on like my own interactions with them, but I yes, don't like course. that my friends have felt... Um, slighted by him or like he sort of like rates level of importance um you know kind of like you know who gets to be on his podcast Mm -hmm. and who Mm -hmm. um who he even brings up like if it's worth his time 
So true. So it's kind of, um, it's sort of become this thing because especially he gets some other kind of famous reality people like from Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, good for him that he's building a brand, but I'm surprised that he would say that. And I don't know if this is in the wake of um, C. Harrison's um, podcast clip. <laughs> I won't say that man's no, name. No, appreciate you. Uh, I usually say CH. So if I say yeah. CH, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it may come back up again. But based on him saying like, oh, he wanted my job and they're both crazy. Um, but I, I wonder if he's finally like, yikes, I might have met my match. So now I'm trying to like reestablish myself as <laughs> the favorite. I mean, so. I just feel like it backtracked or so it failed on this part because everyone was like um yeah like yeah for sure your season was great you've done some you've done some iconic things in the nation but like a lot of the times the jokes on you or we're talking about you and not like we're we're not laughing with you nick <laughs> and I, yeah I yeah understand that a little bit but. but like some of the stuff you know like with the victoria f greg grippo like unveiling I don't know. I don't, I don't like any of that nonsense. No. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, love that. Well, other than that, it's been pretty boring because the season is starting to pick up a little bit. There's definitely been some, you know, stuff happening on the screen, people getting sent home that are starting to make some more drama waves. Uh, famously last week, Christina was sent home and, everything that's happening around that do you think that she's going to come back no spoilers we are in a spoiler podcast you don't have to tell me about spoilers yeah. the only time i was spoiled was my people that were on the show not this show yeah but like god um, i don't like spoilers either yeah, good so. yes exactly <laughs> um, i know nothing and i haven't even cared to dig in i know <laughs> <laughs> um do i think she'll come back this season yeah because i don't know people just say that i've just been getting that from people think that I mean, it will be fake, obviously. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like she will just yeah. be like, "Wait, I need just a one more, yeah, appearance so I can make mm-hmm. it on on whatever that show is called mm-hmm. on Paradise or or at a chance at the Bachelorette or whatever she's you know she's trying to do." Mm-hmm. Um, I think she'll be on Paradise for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'll be back this season. I don't. I don't. It's not what the people want. No. Although they never give us what the people want. This. <laughs> I like totally. listen, and then they're like. Here's the opposite of what you requested. So I was watching with my roommate last night for the first time this season. She hadn't really been watching. She's catching up now. And she just was like, why didn't they give us Rodney? She's like, if Rodney was to The Bachelor, all of my fucking friends would be here right now. And I was like, it, absolutely. All of your friends would be in this room right now. They would. This, I guess it's only one person watching in our room. But like the streams, the, the, the ratings. <laughs> It's uh, it was like on purpose, but but if you saw Bachelor Live on stage yes. is back that and is a good thing to talk about, yes. Mr. Rodney Matthews and Andrew Spencer mm-hmm. will be co-hosting. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be in attendance. Um, it's gonna be like a residency, which is really cool. So um, so I yeah. should be at at least one of the shows. Um, I think the roses were gonna try to make it an event. 
Um, yes. But I definitely attended a couple last year. Yes, I do remember you guys, a lot of y'all went to the ones yeah. last year, for sure. I went to one before the pandemic happened. The, like, one of the last ones that happened before the pandemic shut down. With the fake bachelors that they mm-hmm. picked? In the ta- no, that's terrible. Yeah, it was pretty wild. The guy they picked from was, like, from Beaverton, just, like, a city over from us. And it was, like, just painful. Um, it was a pretty fun show, though. And it was literally a week before pandemic happened. And we were, like, Danica and I were, like, how did we not get COVID at this event. It was so funny. Um, <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> <Second> wild. <laughs> so uh, um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of recap a little bit what happened. Feel free to jump in and talk a little bit, but we'll also talk more detail at the end about things that are more important. But I want to give the listeners a recap of what happened. So week four. So with less than a fucking minute to pack, I guess we're going to the Bahamas. Um, I do find it interesting that we're not doing any like inside America travel as they normally do in seasons. I'm not mad about it, but I find it interesting, and I wonder if there's a alter, you know, alternative reason for I that. Mean, if they would have brought us to Akron, Ohio, or I would have been like, no, this no. is not what I wanted to see. <laughs> no, it, it is always usually a waste when they go to these like little small towns. It's like, yeah. hey, we're in Richmond. Not that Richmond's, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and Akron is lovely, I'm sure. I exactly. Just... <laughs> I just don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, But they definitely gave the resort their money's worth in advertising. I feel like the camera work was way better this time than I've seen in previous seasons. I don't know who they're hiring for the drone work, but it is working for me. Uh, We have a one-on-one date with Kat. Not to be confused with Katie, who looks the same and has a similar (laughs) name. But um, yeah, anyway, so Zach has a boner for both of them. Let's be honest. They go on a yacht and Zach tries to not premature ejaculate and put sunscreen on her. Um, He manages to to not get any sunscreen on her at all. uh, And I hope she has a great dermatologist at home. So they dance (laughs) on the boat. It's very cringe. Um, At dinner, she opens up about not being from a quote unquote traditional family whatever the fuck that means we will get into it and she's scared that his conservative ass will not like her and dump her because of this non-traditional lifestyle (laughs) um there's a group date in a more relaxed outdoor gathering it's like a barbecue maybe like a fire fest remake i'm not sure uh i will say um, I'm very worried about everyone's feet. No one's wearing any water shoes and the rocks and the sand did not look comfortable. Kylie mm-hmm. specifically looked very uncomfortable walking on the sand and I fell for her. Um, let's see here. Basically, this is where the main drama of the episode starts. So we have an Anastasia and Kylie drama situation that starts where in which Anastasia is talking to Zach because she's been turtling and not getting any time with him. Kylie comes over as is her right to do, tries to steal. It doesn't go well. It's awkward. Kylie very casually says, listen, I don't want to fight you about this. Um, Anastasia gets all fucking puffed up, gets up and leaves. Proceeds to start telling every white woman with an earshot um, that she was scared of Kylie and was feeling threatened. Um, that's really not the case. Uh, we'll definitely get into that more. Some women who did stand up for her were Charity, Mercedes, uh, Genevieve, uh, Genevieve, and I think Ariel, but I'm blanking on all of the people. Let's see here. It goes into the nighttime portion as well. At some point, 
Kylie goes to stand up for herself because she knows that she's being painted in a poor light. She tells Zach the situation. He's like, yeah, obviously you were not trying to be threatening in any way. And then she proceeds to, though, go a little further and tell Zach that Anastasia is only here for Instagram followers, even though she didn't hear that from herself. Very interesting. Definitely adds a layer to this drama that I, I find have interesting. something about that. But yeah. we can, you let me know when. But yeah, we, we'll get into it. I promise. Yeah. This is the main beef of the thing we have to talk about. Yes. Um, so the second one-on-one goes to Horse Girl, Brooklyn Willie. They ride ATVs and then they fist bump on the beach. Zach is definitely the kind of guy who is deeply insecure to be upset by somebody fist bumping him after a kiss. It's okay, buddy. You'll be fine. We do get a trigger warning, which I do appreciate Bachelor doing that after we demanded it for years and years and years. Um, And I appreciate that they are consistent with that now. That is the one rose I will give them. Um, Brooklyn does unfortunately tell us about a past relationship where in which she was um, in an abusive relationship, both emotionally, physically, and verbally abusive um, for about six years. It was very hard to hear. It was very sad. She got out of it and hurts to her hurts to her she gets the rose i'd say i know this is problematic to rate it but i give zach about a six out of ten on his response <laughs> could have been better could have been worse because i've seen far worse i've seen worse exactly um cocktail party zach pulls anastasia to talk to her first about the drama and to catch up but then he fucking lets her go which is great and i love it um and (laughs) i will say it does then send kylie into a spiral which was hard to watch and we will talk about that um some brunette who i've never seen in my fucking life comes up to zach and is like i don't feel like you like me anymore is that daria yeah or davia davia yeah there it is okay good Yeah. yeah I didn't know her name, but I will say she's perceptive because he didn't like her and he sent her home. <laughs> we didn't even see her. So it's like, I guess we're perceptive as well. <laughs> okay. Um, unfortunately, the other woman he sent home was Geneve, who I thought was stunning. And we didn't also get any screen time of her really. And that is sad. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> let's, let's, start. I think it's Genevieve. I think that's her name. And she, and she only stayed an extra week because she sprained her shoulder or whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Okay. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is. She is beautiful Stunning, yeah. and she seems like great. And she risked herself and got sprained. And then he was like, okay, the sling is off. You have to go. (laughs) Fucking brutal, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to put that aside. Um, Yeah. There was, but yeah, last night was like not my favorite because Mm -hmm. it was so heavy. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily because it was, it was just a lot. It was, it was a lot in one episode. And I wish they had probably broken up the two things that happened, but you can't because that's the episode. So. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't, like, any jokey, silly, goofy time, mm-hmm. like, at all. Damn, mm-hmm. you're so right. Okay, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, and I think, too, I mean, for listeners of, of our podcast, they know I'm a survivor of domestic violence. So, like, I think for myself, it was, that's always hard mm-hmm. to hear and see someone. And to see how vibrant Brooklyn was last week mm-hmm. compared to how she was this week. It was, um, it was a challenge. So that part was, uh, was, was hard, you know, to see, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad that she spoke her truth and I'm glad that she 
was able to call her accuser out, you know, because it was, she's only 25. I mean, my goodness. And she was in a six-year relationship. So. Oh, so young. It's so, so young. So sending love to you, yeah. Brooklyn, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, for her to be able to speak her truth um, and it's such a public uh, space, you know, because it can't be easy. I think that that yeah. was yeah. remarkable. So she's been growing on me immensely. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that that was really good. I think that I find it, I'm always like struggling with um, the way in which we use trauma on the show to mm-hmm. get um farther get a rose, a date rose. yeah yeah to get a rose uh yeah thank you because <laughs> I was like oh boy um <laughs> but it's the reality of it right it's a it's a it's a um a monetary exchange in many ways and it's not unlike a lot of times in our real lives as well I mean I know that I'm often on like dates and I'll be like oh let me tell you how I'm divorced. My husband was abusive. Uh, both my parents are dead. Let me like tell you my my little things. And, you know, it does. It's a way to connect with people. Absolutely. So I do feel like it is still valid that you would use it to connect with the lead. I also still think it's valid because of the situation that you're in that you would use it to further yourself because mm-hmm. that's the position you're in. Um, but I also really appreciated that you said like, I, it kind of touched me to think that she did get this platform to call it out. And mm-hmm. I would imagine in a lot of cases that is actually a really powerful moment that no matter what you or I or anyone else has anything to fucking say is still mm-hmm. really important and valid. Because you know, everyone knows who the hell she's talking about mm-hmm. she's with them for a very long time. So for her to be able to say that, call it out for what it is, is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think in, in her at that age, you know, in my mid to late twenties, I was not that brave. I mean, to even identify myself as a survivor Mm. is something that's more in the last 10 years Mm -hmm. of my, you know, or five years, like more recently have I been comfortable even labeling myself as that Mm -hmm. because it was like, there was some level of shame Mm -hmm. um, with that. And I think that's also like a sign of the times it's been more acceptable to share that. And there's been a little bit more of a of a a space of of to keep it, you know, like a safe and a brave space for people to share that. And so I give her a hundred percent credit. And like it wasn't used as a way to sort of she didn't use it to stay. She mm-hmm. she was like, I have to do this, whether it was him or somebody else. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Anastasia and Kylie for a minute. Um I made some jokes and all, but like, I mean, wow, that was hard to watch, but I guess kind of nice to see that it was like not tolerated. Yeah. So this is, Zach has really impressed me, Mm -hmm. um, which wasn't going to take much from where we started uh, with him. (laughs) I was not expecting Jack from him or even just from like white guys on this show because- You know, um, we've seen it time and time again where uh, somebody, a black person is on the show, a black woman, and she'll get pushed aside because he wasn't going to pick her anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, she's too dramatic. And he did kind of concern me earlier, yes. the first couple of episodes with Brianna. He did. Yeah, and I, I was agree. like, wait a minute, what is he saying? Mm-hmm. But there's stuff we're missing. Mm-hmm. And I think so. There's two things that happened with Kylie. But the main thing was with Anastasia, right? And Anastasia 
very clearly forget about the the followers thing. So, so uh, I, this is also something that conversation is out of order. Yeah. Because uh, you talk to other people and then she was like, yeah, he asked me about it, but we didn't see that. We only saw her offering the information. So true. So I was like that. And then, and then later on in the episode when she's saying, oh, well, you know, when he asked me and I was like, huh? I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is like two different things happening. So it makes it look initially like she started, like, why would you offer that information? Mm -hmm. It was actually unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And the other side of it is that her not even mentioning the microaggression, the mm -hmm. macroaggression. Yeah, that is honest. White woman calling her out for fighting or wanting to fight when he was right there. He saw the whole thing. And saying and implying that she was trying to fight her and then going on the tour to tell people that she's she came after me, like it escalated each time yeah. she told the story. It really which did. is so unnecessary, right? Mm. Like it's just it it's not, you know, um, it's it does more than just do a disservice to Kylie. And and Kylie was actually really generous about it. She was like, Oh, she's saying this, but she was really sort of uh, you know she almost like sort of went inward and yeah. she did yeah. and it was kind of like but I get it I get mm -hmm. it because she doesn't want to ruffle feathers um and I think maybe that was sort of the sort of the sort of mm -hmm. unraveling of her mm -hmm. at the end of the episode mm -hmm. so kind of like freaking out maybe like oh my goodness now he thinks I'm a troublemaker oh my goodness you know I got her sent home because I I'm clear that Anastasia would could care less if she did if it was the other way around she wouldn't care <laughs> no I, I sent you home yeah Feel she would have been very like oh, i'm good with that <laughs> this is you know i i think you're right because i remember i did get a little like huh when all of a sudden after that it had been brought up then he goes mm -hmm. and is now talking to charity and asking charity about anastasia and it i was, was like that's out asked. of order yeah you're so mm -hmm. right it was literally so that makes so much because there was also i will say i was taken by the edit at one point i kind of was like i wasn't mad at kylie but i was like oh but like you did kind of offer up that information that mm -hmm. is like a little unnecessary right now but but also i was like do it because like, i don't really care um and we have to start getting rid of this, some of these women <laughs> but yeah uh, i sat with it and i was like uh yeah that also just seems a little off so i appreciate you that you said that because it it does make it i think it's very clear that she she was genuinely asked by him right right he was he was clearly on a Fishing on game. a uh, colton hunt yeah for oh the, my god the i remember those <laughs> those were so <laughs> he'd be like Listen, I heard um, those those three and point at them. Those three women over there said you called me a dirty liar. Is that true? <laughs> you would Wait, literally what? name them. Who said that? What? All right, I'm gonna go. Everyone, good night. <laughs> you so leave them to like claw each other's eyes out. It was awesome. It was. I will say it's like my favorite part of him. He was so funny like that. And it's also been my favorite part about Zach to an extent. Like when he mm -hmm. called out Christina for going on a date with his parents or like all these little things mm -hmm. he's done like that. I've been like, yeah, no, Zach, I, I appreciate it. And, yeah. um, you know, to your point, I guess, in like giving him some props, he, you know, he is talking to the women, though. He is talking to Charity. Mm -hmm. He is talking to Genevieve and like getting a little bit more of the story 
Um, I still really love how he's really checking in with Charity after what she went through already in the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, he seems to trust her opinion. Uh, Because, I mean, yeah, I think the combination of all of it led him to sending, you know, Mm -hmm. Stassi home. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was wild to see him just be like, yeah, you were not trying to be violent at all. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen a Bachelor do that before. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of, I don't know. I And he doesn't seem, he like, people say they're not, Matt James kind of was not about the drama, but yeah. mm-hmm. um, Zach seems really, like, not here for producer picks at all. Like, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if they were like, okay, He's fine. I'll pick this one to stay another week. If Mm -hmm. it was like someone that's not problematic, but he seems like there's a non-negotiable for him to keep somebody that's problematic around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder when that will change. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, because, you know, sometimes it (laughs) does where eventually that problematic person is one of the ladies that they want to at least fuck. (laughs) yeah exactly a la yeah. victoria although that's a bad comparison because peter was not one of these leads as we just described um mm. he was not one of those so it's kind of a moot a moot comparison because he was he was a goddamn mess um yeah. <laughs> every time anyone cried he was like you know what how about you just go ahead to go to the top i'll just i'll just give you a ring right now exactly anything exactly. to get you to shut up <laughs> exactly um do you have anything else you really kind of want to say about that part i mean i mean i guess of course i mean this this show never fails on triggering black women it's like a it's like for sports sometimes um it didn't feel as abusive as it usually does it didn't feel as you know um but it was still it was a different flavor but it's still triggering all the same Uh, so it just it just i mean the fact that they would even air that now, I think if they aired it and she stayed, would not have been good. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they aired it and and he did not respond to white tears, I think that that was a big deal. And and he didn't do it last week either. Mm-hmm. He let Christina throw herself around on the floor and it was like, oh no, poor thing. Okay, well, you have to leave. Yeah. But thank you so much for being here. It was It was cool because we don't, we're not used to seeing that. No, we're not used to seeing that. So, um, I appreciate. And even if he if he sends Kylie home next week, it was the principal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the principal that he kept her. Yeah, and definitely was clear. Like Anastasia should leave. I like. I I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. Um, my conspiracy theory is now uh <laughs> that. Because when you said that I was surprised they showed us to that and then they probably showed it to us because she went away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, how many times do they not show us things that are even worse because the woman doesn't go home? Mm-hmm. And oh, no, I think they show I think they have shown us. I mean, they, they, they have, have shown, shown us. us. And then the people, you know, the black woman leaves or they yes, get absolutely. out or they get yeah. mistreated or um, misunderstood. Yeah. So I think that this was a nice yeah. change two weeks in a row of some validation. Yeah. I'll call it reparations. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, uh, but we've 
barely asked for, but it's it's something. <laughs> okay. I, I hope it's a sign that there is um, more black representation in the editing bay and the storyline, you know, office. Yeah. I really hope. I mean, else I guess credit to Zach where it's due, but I, I you know, I'm hoping that is a sign of some change. Um, but you know, it's like I just flip flop back and forth on Zach for so many reasons. Again, he can be from a conservative family and not be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about real quick the non traditional family part. Um, I think that was something to bring up a little bit. Like she didn't give us much details that I can remember. Uh, other than she lived with her grandparents and um had well, a just, difficult just a relationship. Deal for yeah, it kid. is. Right, yeah, because to not live with your your parents, who mm-hmm. bio parents, who you know gave birth to you, I mm-hmm. think that that's still, regardless of how well you were taken care of, there may mm-hmm. be a story around that. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, um, yeah, I think that that matters. But I don't like that term for her to even describe herself as like, well, I didn't come from, you know, a traditional. You could say stereotypical, mm-hmm. but. To say traditional, like, what does that look like? And I have mm-hmm. friends and family who look very different than the standard nuclear hetero mm-hmm. parents, right? And um, and so I think it was, you know, she said that, but maybe in her mind, like, oh, I didn't grow up with a mom and a dad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she has things about that. So I didn't think it was, like, bad from her saying it because she probably felt shamed based on where she grew up. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, we're in the age of like the divorce rate's been 50% for a really long time. It's not yeah. like, you know, and even still my son, my son still had some issues with it when I, I mean, I divorced when he was really young and raised yeah. him fully by myself. So I think, yeah. you know, everyone, everyone is different. So I agree. And I think that, I mean, hopefully there's some tide change in the way that we talk about it to help reduce that stigma, you know, because yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the stigma can, well, I mean, a lot of struggles can come from the actual like reality of raising a child as a you know solo parent. Um, but a lot, some of it can come from like the pressures at school and the bullying and the, yeah, the outside shame. And so it was brave to talk about it. Um, it just was a little cringe the way it kind of came off, but Cause I just kind of was like, you also don't know that Zach's not going to like, I don't know. It's uh, my own okay let's just like name what I'm feeling (laughs) I am feeling there are some women on this season that I am starting to I need to take off my like internalized misogyny like Mm -hmm. uh, things that I have where I'm just like can you just like stand up for yourself a little more or like be more proud to be who you are don't grovel for this man who the fuck is he don't whatever and I I think that's like in the name of like feminism but like I do mm-hmm. recognize that a lot of that sometimes is still like from me being like uh holding myself up to a higher standard because I've like quote right. unquote unpacked blah 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 right <laughs> that's like not right. everyone's reality <laughs> right right yeah Anyway, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course. Absolutely. Like, this is just Zach. Like, shut up, mm-hmm. y'all. Like, give us a fuck. Yep, yep. <laughs> Please stop. You're better than this. It's okay if he dumps you. It's okay. If- it's fine. Yeah, yeah, like, it's okay. And I think the other thing that we were talking about as well, like, you know, um, 
you know, the traditional too, like just because a couple stays married doesn't mean that they're mm. not happy. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're happy. Like it doesn't mean that it's working, you know, like that's okay. why I feel like Polly gets, Polly gets such a bad rap mm-hmm. uh, being polyamorous. And mm-hmm. yet a lot of people get cheated on people cheat people, um, you know, or there's people that stay in unhealthy mm-hmm. situations. So I think that that all of that, um, you know, to say like, oh no, but you should walk away. It's awesome if you stay together, but if you don't stay together, that's also okay. It's also okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would love if we got more stories in the, we it's happening, but I would love if we could as a society understand more often than not that when polyamory saves a relationship or saves a mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so beautiful. It doesn't for everybody, of course, but right. the times it saves a connection is so beautiful to me. And I think that would be wonderful to see side note to listeners i did watch most of the episode premiere episode of coming out for love which is the new um lesbian only reality dating show for this season they're going to be doing other seasons with other different uh, members of the community i'm very excited about it but there was a part of like these little intro packages where they obviously are asking the contestants like a list of questions and they're, we're just getting little clips kind of spursed out between other contestants but one of the questions is how do you feel about polyamory and I was, it was so refreshing to like watch yeah. this like reality dating moment where all these women were talking about their opinions on it and it was like mm-hmm. oh my god I just I meet more and more people who are poly than yeah. mine a lot of people especially in portland and they mostly live in the sub i know i know i just <laughs> talked to a guy last week who just had a baby with his partner and he lives in portland yeah it's That's it's, crazy. it's or no, i'm on tinder right now and it's like uh, <laughs> um e n m e n m e n m on every like profile and i'm like hey get at let's do it yeah no there's so many people it's it's so interesting but i think if if people are in communication and it works for them then that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. um you know so i think yeah because yeah. there's people that are monogamish and then there's <laughs> not yeah you know. i'm still working on my own definition i'm leaning towards mm-hmm. like solo polyamory mm-hmm. um basically my definition definition is I don't want to be in a primary relationship. I don't mind having relationships with people who have other relationships. Have other that's, relationships. that's my preferred um, way to do it. And um, it's not that those connections won't be good. I just won't be somebody's primary cannot, will not in a car. And that, and that works for you with a car. Yep. So yeah. yeah. Um, let's get to uh each of our roses and thorns, a moment you liked from the episode, a moment you didn't like, and then we'll talk about where people can find you. Thank you. So um a thing that I let li- didn't like. <laughs> I think we already talked about it. Yeah, but still um, we can. But my favorite are black female. Uh, the black women microaggressions. Um, I just didn't, I just don't like um, setting up a black woman to be perceived as violent um, or overly aggressive when they're not. Mm-hmm. So that I didn't love. I did not love that at all. And uh, my favorite, um, hmm. yeah. I guess, <laughs> I I mean, I guess, um, I said this on our podcast about that's chest hair. I <laughs> I like oh, that. I did not expect that to come out of your mouth. 
I know. <laughs> Obsessed. Go for it, please. The floor That's a is yours. side. Get the side. It was, you know what it was? I'm not into it. I'm not into it necessarily. Yeah. But I like that it was like not a thing that you normally see because everybody's always like super clean shaven everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a little manscaped, but it was like, oh, this kind of humanizes him. So mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'd say I'd say Brooklyn sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, which was hard again, but I can I really felt like she was freed up a little bit after she shared. So that was really, really special for me to watch. Yeah, same. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful moment. Um, my thorn of the week was yet again seeing a showering scene of Zach. I do like his chest hair as well, let's be clear. Um, but we don't need these uh, for him. It has now been like every week. Um, I know they do this often, but it is getting a little excessive. And considering that the show um, absolutely knows about our campaign and the ways in which they have talked about even their past leads, Clayton expressing mm-hmm. his um, discomfort and the way the show prioritizes bodies. Mm-hmm. And Pilot P has said that on the record when he spoke to the campaign and it's just like frustrating and i think people maybe get confused when we talk about this like oh so you're just like don't want anyone to have like so they just can't show their bodies or whatever or would you not want the fat people to be objectified like no that's not the problem i don't mind people being objectified to a level because this is like reality tv and etc etc but like it's getting a little old and we know that zach does have a history of body insecurity um, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's especially cruel and, um, yeah. I don't like that. So that's my thorn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my rose is charity. I loved mm-hmm. every time I got to see her this week. I loved her last week. I didn't get as much. She got that first eight rose and then she got bullied, but I like that we got to see her more relaxed this week in a position of power in a way even though like prior to she didn't get the rose yet until the end but i still feel like it was a position of power over zach and i like that she seems to be really sweet and fun but also kind of mysterious in a way and what i mean by that is i think she's kind of keeping him still at a distance and Mm -hmm. i look forward to finding out the reason why like she's not throwing herself at him is what you're saying yeah thank you that's a better way to put it letting her a little bit oh so beautifully said okay that's i was like why do i like this so much yeah she's letting Mm -hmm. him do it and it's great and he seems to be liking it so like that was, yeah. I think, the, my rose for that for the week is seeing her in that position. Yeah, no, she she really has a lot of grace, and um, she just she just has herself held together so nicely. Like it just mm-hmm. it's just nice to see, and he seems very like genuinely interested in her, which yeah. I love. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. goddamn. Well, look at that. We found a lot of good little things to talk about. Um, yeah. So, of course, you can find Claudia on uh, every week, uh, mostly on the Black Roses podcast. Make sure you subscribe to them on any of the platforms. You guys also still do your clubhouse chats. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yes. So you can find us. So it's um, the underscore BLK underscore roses on IG, Twitter. Um, you can find those. We have a discord mm. as well. Hell yeah. um, but live recap rooms. So we have. Um, a couple of the roses um, and then we all kind of congregate at the end mm-hmm. and we have in there. So during commercial breaks, we'll talk about 
uh, what just happened, which is pretty cool. So we yeah. used to do it after the show. And, you know, if you know me in my bedtime, I was like, this is too late. <laughs> We'd be up till like midnight. But again, during like the lockdowns, it was fine because right. no yeah. go. Um, but as the time, <laughs> the time went on, it was kind of, you know, so it's nice to do it. You get to kind of chat in between each commercial break. And um, and we have our our set our solid followers that are in there. And um, and we did kick it at rooms uh, that you can also go back and listen to the playbacks. Okay. And we've and we've actually uploaded some of those um yeah. on our podcast as well with some of the cast as well, some of the black and brown folks from the cast. So yeah, make sure you're checking out those interviews. They're great. Um, and I love that you guys are getting them still, even though a lot of things have changed in the franchise and that a lot of black and brown folks are deciding to not really engage with the show anymore but mm -hmm. it, it's great that you guys have can, uh, created a space where they feel safe to do that and that's really cool yeah no it's been it's been um i think that's the best part about it is that we've they've felt that they have a that they know that we have their backs mm -hmm. um and that, that it's been a safe space so yeah yeah like and that. me myself you can mm -hmm. find me at claudia yankee <laughs> of course that's a nod to me being a new yorker uh, so you could check me out. Oh yeah, she loves candles. That was where my fucking dumbass went. You thought? Imagine Yankee Candle. Yeah, and Yankee Candles here in Massachusetts, where I live. So, yes, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, those sure. make me want to puke. So that's not They're it. So strong. They're so fucking strong. The only one I like is the buttercream one. Oh god i smell it right now yeah <laughs> it's on mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. uh yeah. so yeah i'll have those all linked of course in the uh description of the podcast so make sure you're following claudia and the black roses and checking them out thank you again so much for doing this and thank you for double potting tonight you're a badass <laughs> yes no thank you i'm glad i stayed up past uh nine o'clock eastern yeah. east coast time so that's <laughs> that was amazing yeah no thank i love you. it great we'll have you back on uh later on in the season or during oh yeah the bachelorette will come up next oh, oh boy yes. oh goodness gracious yes. thank you yeah thank you um and thank you all for listening as always thank you again for being here supporting being the dms uh make sure you check out coming out for love if you're interested dm me i can answer any questions i don't have all the questions but i can help and later this week i'll be interviewing uh one of the creators nicole khan and i'm really excited to dig into the queer dating reality sphere with her and everyone else uh so yeah with that thank you bye bye Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish 
as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.